When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Slytherin Herself podcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week if you're a concurrent listener. <laughs> That's the word, right? Um, or if you're a new listener and this is your first episode, welcome. New episodes every Thursday available on all platforms. YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, I think a few other podcast platforms, but those are the main most well-known ones. How are y'all doing? How is the week so far? For me, this is a great week because I didn't have to go to the dentist this week. (laughs) Go to the dentist, guys. I don't know if I talked about it in last week's episode or if that was in a live because I've been doing Instagram lives every Thursday later in the day, usually at around 6 p.m. Pacific time. Um, But (laughs) just like mini story. I might have already talked about it, but... I know there's some of you that still have not made that dentist appointment, so just do it. Um, I had just, like, put it off for a while, like, just going and getting a cleaning and a checkup and whatnot because of anxiety. Um, but I finally, it was, <laughs> I was like, I have to. I Like, I just wanted to start the year off doing that and finding a good dentist. Um, I tried to do that last year, and I think, yeah, I think I was telling the story on live But it was so scary, bro, because I went there. And first of all, the whole office was covered in plastic sheets. Like, they were doing construction. But it was just, like, creepy because you couldn't see anything. And, like, it was just just the worst vibe ever to begin with. And then after they took my x-rays, everyone left. And it was so quiet. And I'm just, like, waiting. I'm like, where, where did they go? And then the front desk lady came and was like, we have had an outbreak of coronavirus in this vicinity, so you need to leave immediately. I don't feel comfortable with you here. Which I guess was, like, nice of them to let me know. Like, apparently she didn't find out till that very moment, but it just added to the overall bad vibe. So then I just kind of, like, gave up again. <laughs> um, but I finally did it, and... Yeah, it's just, like, those things that you have to do as an adult, and... It's like you actively have to like force yourself. Maybe for some people it's not an issue, but I don't know. Sometimes health things can just bring a lot of anxiety to people, especially the dentist. Um, so yeah, get your pap, your animal pap smears, get your physicals, go to the dentist, get your cleanings. Um, so yeah, I have had like several other dentist appointments to take care of shit from not going for like a while, but it's all taken care of now. I actually have one more. <laughs> Let me, you know those TikToks that are like, I will not be available this day from two to three because of a dental appointment. <laughs> that literally me right now. Um, yeah, go to the. <laughs> and this is not sponsored by them at all. But you know, if you are, especially if you moved away from where you grew up and you know your doctor that you used to have or your dentist that you grew up with or whatever, I was always like, how do I find a good one? Thank God for modern technology, baby, because there's this app or website called ZocDoc and you can put in, it's just so helpful and it's like perfect. Like you can just put in your insurance information and you can see 
any kind of doctor around you that accepts that insurance, you know, from OBGYNs to dentists to doctors to, you know, hearing specialists, whatever. It's like all there. Um, and it's just like cute and trendy, you know, they'll like, you have like your profile and it says like, oh, it's been this long since your last appointment of this. Like, and they'll send you notifications like, oh, like, do you need to book this? Like, oh, it's been six months since your last time cleaning. Maybe you should make one. Um, so that was like really helpful for me. I believe it would be available everywhere. I don't know. I live in a big city, so it makes sense. But yeah, so if that's been a thing that's been, if that's been the reason why you've been putting off getting an appointment is sometimes it's just like how do I even find a good doctor um I have had a lot of luck with that because there's reviews and like yeah anyway I just had to get that off my chest but it's a great week this week because I don't have any fucking appointments like I just feel like I had so many appointments and like my nails and just like sometimes it's just like bro I don't want to sit somewhere like I just don't oh <laughs> and I don't have to this week so I can just do content and not <laughs> Oh, just like, thank God. I can just go to coffee shops and work and record a celebrity podcast and make a TikTok. <laughs> um, also, thank you guys so much for all the love recently on specifically my Instagram reels. A few of them really popped off. It's popped off. It's like one popped off, got over a million views, which I've never gotten any sort of million anything on Instagram. Um, and then a couple others started popping off probably as a result of that one. So I've been gaining so many um, new viewers and followers. (laughs) That's the word I was looking for Um, on Instagram. And if you guys know, like, I just feel like for so long, it was so hard for me to grow, especially on Instagram. But I'm just really proud of myself because I put in a lot of effort in, you know, trying to change that and like, almost like study, you know, techniques and just trying to get with the times. Because for a while, I definitely was just like, um, I was definitely, not like I was just posting photos on Instagram, like like photos and stories, like it was 2016 and that just wasn't working for me. Um, so the reels, especially, you know, just gets you to so many more or like new, um, audiences. Like that's how you actually grow. Whereas the pictures, I feel like we're just kind of just being sent out to like people who already follow me. And even that wasn't anyway, I don't know if that's interesting to anyone else, but I know some of you are out there trying to grow on Instagram as well. If you're not, thank God. <laughs> Um, like people who say they stopped using Instagram or whatever, I think that's really cool. Um, but a bitch, thank me, just never. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that's been really exciting, and I'm just excited for this year and what it's gonna bring. And yeah, dude, it's just so true. After the retrogrades, you really feel that. At least I have been feeling that, like new energy moving forward and Aquarius season, you know, has also really helped. So speaking of astrology, one of the major astrological happenings this week is the full moon in Leo. I'm a Leo. If you guys didn't know, um, even though I'm like mostly earth, I've said this before. So excuse me if you've heard me say it before, but I feel like I feel like my Leoness can come out like when I'm drunk. Um, 
But in general, and again, I've said this so many times, so you might have heard me say this before if you've listened before. Um, I always feel like if I'm in the room with another Leo, like they're usually more, uh, to me at least, it always seems like they're more Leo. Because like, I feel like in general, I'm like just, like in a group setting especially, um, and especially if, you know, it's not like we're drinking or anything, like I'm definitely more reserved. It's not like I'm the shyest person ever or anything, but like, I'm not like, oh, I'm extroverted, center of attention. Like, that's just not really my natural personality. I can have my moments. And again, if I'm drinking, I feel like the, the Leonis, like, definitely will come out more. Or, and, or if I'm just with people that I am really comfortable with. Um, but anyway, it's a full moon in Leo because Leo, it's Aquarius season. And Leo is the opposite of Aquarius. So... Full moons, as you guys know, it's when the moon is the brightest in the sky. There's a lot of like cosmic energy. So we may have realizations. There may be tea. Um, just like very an, a very energetic time, you know, versus the new moon, which we talked about at the beginning of the month. There's no moon in the sky. So it's kind of a time to like put forth energy and like kind of not necessarily plan, but like that's more so a time to like manifest and like how do I want this month to go? Let me set my goals. Like let's put stuff out there, but when the stuff's already out there, bitch. Um, so this is I, I took some notes. I'll link any articles I reference or used down below. Um, but this is called a snow moon because it is peak winter. Even though this past weekend in LA it was over 90 degrees, Super Bowl, a shout out LA, shout out the Rams. Um, it was a really fun weekend. And it was just nice. It added to the vibes that it was so warm. Like, not to flex on y'all. I know it's like three degrees. Maybe where you are. <laughs> it's supposed to be, um, you know, more cool. Like, cool winter weather for LA the rest of this week. But it was just... It was kind of nice to have Super Bowl weekend. And it's just, like, hot as fuck. Like, it feels like summer. It was just really fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> for the rest of the country and the Northern Hemisphere, peak winter. Which means it's... You know, spring is it coming? So, like, Leo is the sign of creativity, romance, drama. Like, oh my God, be bold. So we may feel very creative, you know, on the full moon and kind of the days surrounding the full moon. So this whole week, um, AstroStyle.com said we'll feel creative, brilliant, kind of like our best because Leo is the sign of the self and kind of that like oneness, individuality. Whereas Aquarius, its opposing sign is the sign of the collective, community, like, how can I be of, not like of service to others, but what can I do for others? Or like, yeah. Um, but Leo's very like self, which is, you know, the stereotypes of Leo's being very narcissistic and like, I, it's all about me. <laughs> um, let's see, some other transits this week. Oh, wait. They also said we may give birth to creative ideas um it's a good time to like summon courage to maybe do something you've been scared of doing like maybe going to the dentist or something or texting your crush um good time to visualize your soulmate because again leo is a sign of kind of like romance and creativity and things like that um also this week venus and mars connect in capricorn this was on the 16th um, so Capricorn is, you know, the sign of, it kind of represents like longevity and planning ahead and like structure. 
So this is a good time because Venus and Mars are kind of like, you know, Venus is like the sign of love. Mars is like the sign of asserting yourself. It can be like kind of a more like sex related. If Venus was more like love related, Mars would be more like just sex. Um, so because these are both going to be in Capricorn, it's a good time to like think about long-term goals, career goals, but also maybe relationship goals, romance, again, things like that. And anything that you do decide on, any deals you sign, any like relationships that you commit to on that day. <laughs> um, it could be long lasting because they're in Capricorn. Um, let me see. The full moon also squares the north and south nodes in Taurus and Scorpio. Um, which invites even more creativity and it reminds us to be less fixed about our plans and just more um, go with the flow. Like, let's kind of see what happens. Let's remain curious. And then this quote, honestly, meant a lot to me because y'all know I have a lot of earth in my chart and um, the Virgo moon really needed to, my Virgo moon really needed to hear this. <laughs> Stability and security are nice, but not at the price of passion, creativity, and romance. So sometimes, you know, if you're like me and you're kind of a type A, like I like to know everything that's happening. I like to plan ahead. If plans change, like please tell me every little detail that's changing. Not to keep fucking bringing up the dentist, but even at the dentist, bro, I had to like laugh at myself because I was definitely nervous. Um, and I would like ask, we had to do like several, like a couple different things this past time I went. So before everything, I would like ask the nurse like, could you just like fully explain to me like everything? And she was like so great. She would explain everything. Like she probably understood the anxiety. Like it was great. But then I like asked the dentist and he was like, he was like, oh, we're just going to like drill and like, like you'll be fine. Like, <laughs> like he was trying to be funny, but I'm like, bro, like, I don't think you understand. Um, but anyway, like sometimes, you know, we need to just say YOLO. Sometimes we just need to be like, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. Let's have fun. Let's like be spontaneous. I'm a very spontaneous person, so this was nice to hear. But low key, this past weekend, um, even though it was kind of before the full moon and stuff, I kind of said YOLO. Like, I didn't really have plans this day. I texted my friend, like, what is she doing at the kind of morning? But still wasn't really sure. And then it was like 5 p.m. So I was like, I mean, I could start winding down for the day but I still kind of feel like doing something. She was like, no, you should come. And like, I feel like maybe on a different day, I'd be like, well, there's traffic. The Uber's kind of expensive. Like, I don't know. Is it really going to be worth it to go all the way there? But for some reason, I was just like, let me just go. Like, fuck it. Like, I'm usually in the house all the time. So why not just go? And ended up having so much fun. So that's kind of an example of like, you know, let's have some, some passion. Let's have some fun. Let's have some like, that's how you make memories, you know? Um, me during an air sign season, I'm like, yeah, fun is the priority over everything. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, so yeah, let me know if you relate to any of these ideas or themes, if you've been experiencing anything like that throughout this past week. Um, and again, it's like the, I think the full moon, 
is oh it was on the 16th but the effects of it again kind of like spread out on the days surrounding it so you may still feel them like this weekend i don't know um so that's fun also it's about to be pisces season i think literally tomorrow um again i record these in advance but i think pisces season starts the 18th which is friday kind of sad to see aquarius season go because i think it's so fun any air sign season i feel like it's just so fun so anyway it's just that reminder that life always comes in cycles and seasons and everything is like ever changing and like you know just the flow of life um okay so this is from astro style i love their articles i just always go back to them just for like some like quaint articles that aren't super annoying but like trendy but like yeah um Pisces season begins February 18th as the sun transitions into this ethereal enchanted sign. This divinely inspired cycle lasts until March 20th. It helps us cultivate compassion and move forward with our most creative ideas. Pisces is ruled by Neptune, which is the master of illusions. Pisces is a very like dreamy sign. Um, if you know me, I love water signs. Like, And it's funny because I feel like, especially right now, most all the major people in my life besides my parents but it's funny because um they all have like so much water in their charts too um but most all my best friends are usually always water signs <laughs> usually if i have a crush like they have they're either a water sign or they have water in their chart what can i say it's my cancer venus and mars they just love water signs um but low-key, I feel like sometimes, no offense, like no offense to the community at all, but sometimes Pisces specifically can be kind of annoying to me because I am very, I'm a very like earth sign, very grounded. I'm not going to get like swept away with a fantasy. Um, I'm very practical and just like, I mean, sometimes to a fault, you know, I'm not saying that in like a, I'm just saying Sonic. <laughs> when... <laughs> you know those like um passive aggressive roommate tiktoks like those girls are so funny it's like oh that's like so cool that you're like so dreamy like i just wish that i could like not focus on my priorities so much <laughs> i can't even like speak um i'm not saying like that so like for example sonia one of my best friends been one of my best friends for years she's a pisces but i feel like the reason her and i i mean she can be very like very Pisces, very dreamy. Like, in the past, there's definitely been times where she's, like, <laughs> like swept away in a, like, this romance or, like, in a fantasy or, like, you know, they're dreamers. Um, but <laughs> I forget. I think she has, like, a Capricorn rising or moon. But I swear that is the reason why we've remained friends so long. Because, like, there could be a Pisces that could really fuck with them, but then, like, they'll just start to kind of bother me if they don't have that, like, earth to ground them because that's just, like, how I am. So if I have to be the only one that's, like, let's plan ahead or, like, let's be responsible or, like, let's stay in reality, like, it just gets to be a bit exhausting. Um, so we love, like, a balanced Pisces. <laughs> if you're very dreamy, you know, we need that. We need variety in this world. Like, I'm not saying, oh, my God, if you're just, like, so dreamy, like... Ew. <laughs> um, but I just feel like for myself and my own personality, like you just need like someone who's a little grounded, like a level water sign, but I need you to also be grounded. 
Let me know what you think of Pisces down below. If you are a Pisces, how does it feel to be a Pisces? Do you often find yourself, you know, daydreaming? And like, they are very creative, very artistic. There was like a time where I feel like I knew, I was kind of like friends with these bros, but it was like almost all of them were Pisces or something, but they were always just like smoking weed and like <laughs> doing art projects. <laughs> and then I, when I found out they were all Pisces, it just was like that much funnier. <laughs> Love a little water sign, bro. Um, here, here we go. Astro style. Since, wait, since you can probably prove these things on paper, like intuition stuff. Yeah, Pisces are very intuitive. Don't waste time arguing with the self-proclaimed logical one in your family. Me. It's one thing to be skeptical and quite another to be gullible. The twin pitfall of Pisces season. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's a season to, you know, focus on our creativity to kind of allow ourselves to get swept away in a daydream of fantasy because that's how we cultivate our ideas and like move forward. Like life would be so bland if we were just like robots, you know, um, I feel like we may Pisces is a very intuitive sign, so we may be more intuitive. I feel like, you know, it's a good season to focus on meditating, yoga, um, and kind of trying to tune into our higher selves, our spiritual selves, whatever that means to you. Um, and things like doing art. And, you know, art can take many different forms. Um, but doing something that kind of gets you swept away or just like very like in the zone, you know, like when you're painting or something. Or maybe it's something completely different for you. But you're not thinking about time. You're just like doing. And it's just that's great. It's like a meditation. Um yeah, let's see. Turn to healing cycles, therapists, shamans, and coaches. The experts who can help you view things through a more empowering lens. Your wounds may evolve into healing gifts, allowing you to one day support someone going through a similar struggle. Let yourself romanticize. Despite all the intensity of Pisces season, it's also one of the most romantic and glamorous times of the year. Get ready for an early round of spring fever. Rose-colored glasses and hearts worn on sleeves are always in fashion this Pisces season. Piscean energy can be so up in the clouds that you can sometimes forget to bring yourself back down to work, to earth, to work, get to work. Periodic reality checks would be a wise idea. Don't, but don't be so hard-nosed that you fail to enjoy the amorous vibes that Pisces season brings. Relationships can deepen when you dare to be vulnerable. So true, bro. Literally creative ways to heal during Pisces season yeah whatever I'll link these articles down below I don't just want to read every article to you guys <laughs> but I'm sure you can kind of get the general vibe um I think I like Pisces season I don't know <laughs> I kind of forget like I guess yeah I just I don't know do I <laughs> I'm trying to think of past Pisces season. Like, I don't really have any, like, hard memes. I know cancer season can be kind of like, okay. <laughs> well, let's wrap this up. Like, I love cancer so much. But cancer season, bro, it's kind of like, let's just get to Leo season. Like, sorry, I love cancers, but like, um, so again, let me know your thoughts on Pisces down below. Do you have beef with them? Do you ever date them? Are you friends with any? Are you a Pisces? How does they feel? Um... And yeah, so next I wanted to talk about a topic that is very different. Um, and I don't know, I don't usually talk about topics like this on this podcast, so it might be kind of interesting. Um, basically, I saw this TikTok. 
a while ago from this I'll try to find it down below. It's so annoying because sometimes people just come up on my my for you page so much that I don't follow them because I just forget because I always see their content. Um, but it's this lady who is kind of like a forager and her whole page is just all about like different plants that you can find like and that you can eat and like different things. Like she has so many creative recipes. She's vegan um, and she made this TikTok. It was a while ago, but it just always stuck with me about eating locally and how even though she is vegan um, a lot of the times you know vegan alternatives and things like that because they have to be resourced from places that are so far or from you know places where they have to tear down rainforest or whatever it's actually like for example she gave um she gave the example of honey like how some vegans don't eat honey So they'll go to like agave or something. But if they like buying local honey would actually be better for the environment than buying the agave, even though it come it doesn't come from an animal because of where the agave has to come from and then it has to be transported, um, things like that. And a lot of vegan alternatives, um, you know, they have to be farmed and like even bananas, like I'm sure for a lot of us, bananas are not going to just grow in our backyards. Um, so that has to be like resourced from somewhere. Um, so she was just talking about the importance of eating locally. So that just always stuck in my mind. And you guys know I'm not vegan anymore. Not in like, uh, yeah, I hate veganism now. It's like the worst of ruin my life. But like, I just feel like I try or I do eat a lot more intuitively now. Um, so I will definitely, like, I really try not to eat dairy. I'm not anal about it now. Like, if there's cheese on my salad, whatever, I'm just going to eat it. <laughs> you know, unless it's, like, a lot, then I'm going like, to not eat all of it. Um, but I do fuck with the dairy alternatives. Um, can't tell you the last time. I don't think I've ever bought real milk in my life. Um, but, yeah, I've just found that for me, like, I mean, you guys know my story of, like, why I wasn't vegan anymore. Um, but I just, I feel so much better now. And now that it's been, like, several years since I've been doing this, I'm like, bro, I really, like, did the right thing for my body. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm still, like, curious and open and obviously want to try to make um, the right ethical decisions as much as possible for, like, the planet, the environment, um, and things like that. Anyway... So the point of me saying that was that this TikTok just always stuck in my mind. So I think I was just thinking of like topics to talk about on the podcast besides astrology. And I just thought of that. So I was like, okay, let me do some more research about this concept of, you know, eating locally versus eating animal products or going vegan and what the real difference is. And I found some interesting facts, but I also, of course, would love to hear your guys' opinion. Are you vegan? Were you ever vegan back in the day? Because I know there's a lot of us. Um... Yes, so I did find the first fact I found was from the Harvard Business Review.org. And they actually said that going vegan is still going to be more environmentally friendly than just eating local. So the average U.S. household, their carbon footprint. No, yeah. The majority of the average U.S. household's carbon footprint comes from food and food consumption. 83% of this 
is growing and producing food, while only 11% is transporting it. Um, and meat obviously requires way more energy to grow and produce. And red meat is 150% more energy consuming than chicken. Um, they also said that not eating meat once a week is more effective than buying everything local because of just the strain on, you know, the land and whatnot and how just, I guess they were really focusing on like transportation as being the main reason for eating locally. Um, so that just kind of got me thinking like, so, so there's that. It doesn't just stop there. (laughs) That got me thinking like, okay, well, what about like the, um, you know, just like the land, because this food has to come from somewhere, right? So if the only statistic we're really focusing on is like, oh, well, like transportation, it's like, what about the land where like, I don't know, a banana has to grow or like palm oil or whatever. And like, just, I guess, the ethics behind, you know, who's growing the food? Is it mass-produced? Um, like, is it just, well, red meat has more consumption and this banana, it only had, you know, it only had to be transported, but it took less water to grow. But it's like, what about other stuff? Like, people. So anyway, I found this article by where is it this is on medium and it's called the problem with white veganism um let's see i really want to get this right so yeah wait what this is what i wrote is the percentage of emissions the only statistic that really matters what about the welfare of farmers the price of plants etc and i guess she brought that up wait um Let's see. White veganism fights the meat industry with the industrialization of plants instead. What's so frustrating about too many animal-free platforms is the bizarre prioritization of animal welfare over that of the humans who produce the food. White vegans blatantly care very little about the working conditions of farmers from the global south or immigrant farmers working in the global north, a problematic term in and of itself. While some white vegans put in the effort to purchase only locally produced goods from independent farmers, there is no general conversation regarding race and the colonial nature of plant-based mass production surrounding white eco-warriors' campaigns. Um, Indigenous farms and farmers are now being exploited for foods they once produced and consumed moderately. Plants like chickpeas, quinoa, avocado, cashews, and coconut are suddenly being mass produced to to meet the demands of corporate supermarkets supplying foods such as hummus, cashew butter, and coconut milk to modern-day northern hemisphere consumers. This has a devastating effect on the price of said plants, yeah, this was the quote, the welfare of the farmers and the inhabitants of the land and the land itself. Um, Settler colonialism and the colonizers' establishment of corporate capitalism was and is the precursor of unethical farming methods. Mass migration, urbanization, and the supposed need for fast food came as an immediate result of capitalism and the colonization of places such as South Asia and the American and African continents. Um, One imposed solution to this eco-crisis, and she was kind of talking about 
the argument of like overpopulation and how overpopulation is not a natural thing. Um, hunting bans are necessary in certain places. Yeah, one imposed solution to this eco crisis is hunting bans. The problem here is that this often includes banning hunting for indigenous peoples on indigenous land. To ban indigenous people from practicing their way of life, especially when their way of life is centered around a sacred agreement to take no more than they need or that the land can give and to always give back to the land themselves, is equally colonial. For a colonizer to occupy a land, murder its people, replace them with more colonizers, impose colonial laws, and create an irreversible eco-crisis, then turn around and point a finger at indigenous ways of hunting, gathering, eating, and living, is no more than a 21st century manifestation of white people's colonial mindsets. Um... So kind of the point about this was, I think I feel like she really summed it up in this paragraph, but she says, if you do, do not care as much about the welfare of non-white peoples around the world as you do the environment, your veganism is performative. Um, and, you know, if you only consume mass-produced vegan products sourced in the global south, it's performative. If you continue to push for ecological reform, but completely ignore the fact that there can be no reform without decolonization. You know, um, so that, that like putting the quote unquote environment over the welfare of, you know, non-white people and people from other countries and like the people planting this food and producing this food, getting it to us it's kind of like, like you're only looking at this, again, you're only looking at the statistic of like, well, it, you know, red meat would take like more water to produce. Like not saying that's not important because animal products do require a lot more energy. And especially with mass production, you know, that's like a lot. And just the standard American diet and all of that, like it's true, bro. Like, but I think a lot of times people don't look at, like, everything. So, yeah, like, a lot of the articles, when I just looked up, you know, like, eating locally versus eating vegan, it was just very focused on transportation and greenhouse gases and not so much, like, people, you know? Um... Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So, it's like, what do we do? <laughs> I think eating locally, you know, eating locally from farmers that aren't mass producing shit. And like, I don't know, in an ideal world, like you could literally go to the farm and like see what's being made and whatnot. Or like, you could actually see where things are being grown. Um, I just feel like that would be better. Like, not just because of transportation and stuff, but, like, everything. Like, just more... I think it's just more ethical in general. But I don't know. Is this making any sense? Like, let me know what you guys think. Do you try and eat local? Um, and it's just so... Bro, it's just hard also because 
so much of climate change and et cetera is like pushed, not pushed, but like, <laughs> this is not like a climate change is a hoax. Not pushed though. <laughs> I'm just making it worse. Um, like it's almost like blamed on consumers a lot. And it's like, bro, like we're not the ones making the decisions or like we're not billionaires. <laughs> so, you know, when you look at the, the graphs of like why, how climate change is, how climate change is happening. It's like, what about corporations? Like it's like, turn off the water when you brush your teeth. <laughs> I'm like, it's like, yeah, do what you can, but also it's just kind of hard in a lot of ways. To, it's hard to be perfect. And it's hard to like do literally everything right. Like in our purchases, um, you know, with our clothes, fast fashion, eating locally, organically, plant-based. Um, and I feel like even a lot of that, and it kind of goes, it kind of goes along with like the whole white veganism thing. A lot of that, like, again, like kind of blaming the consumer for their, oh, well, you're not supporting like the best locally organic farms. Shit's expensive. People live in food deserts. A lot of people are just trying to get by and they're just, you know, going to do what they're going to do or what they can do. Um, So I remember that kind of being talked about like in the vegan days. Um, Like I just remember and like just like when these vegans would like, there was another article too. It's time we decolonize white veganism. Um, but you know when, like, people would, and I mean, people probably still do this, but I'm just not in the community now, (laughs) but people would, like, compare animal abuse to, like, SA or, like, racism, and these are, like, white vegans doing this. Um, and it's just, like, what? Again, it's, like, you, some of these people, it just really comes across, like, they care more about animals or, like their version of the environment like oh i want to be safe i want to be good um more than non-white people um so like it's just a fucking headache bro to be a white vegan is to value the lives of non-human animals over everyone else with emphasis on particular marginalized groups that don't fit into their white narratives So again, I will link all these articles down below. It was super interesting to read about um, because, you know, I just was part of the vegan community back in the day. And I just feel like it's been a while since I really, I don't know, like read an article about veganism or anything like that. So it's just, again, it's also interesting just to see how your perspective can like change. Um, Yeah, I mean, obviously like I drink bone broth now, so my perspective has obviously changed. (laughs) um but yeah so let me know your thoughts um and like do again like do you are you vegan do you try and eat locally etc i just think like it's like do what you can bro (laughs) because it's just like fuck do what you can for real (laughs) it's just like the whole world is like dude i was thinking about that too like not to like kind of i mean not to rant or ramble but I was thinking about that actually this morning. Um, 
just in regards to like dating. And I know I've talked about this before, but it was just freshly on my mind. But just like how, well, earlier, even before that, I was thinking about, you know, when you're younger and especially before the internet, like how you just, like in middle school, when you were just kind of trying to figure out like how the world worked and like, how do we act? And like, what does it mean when a guy likes me? Like, how does, how does it look like? What signs do I look for? Or like, oh, like the popular girls at school, like how do I be like them? Or like, whatever. But then at least for me now, like having learned so much about how the world works and like why things are the way that they are and like misogyny and capitalism and patriarchy and racism and just like all these like structures that are put into place. It's like, oh, that's why the world is how it is. And even just like psychology, reading the abusive men book, reading the, um, the book attached, y'all know a classic, classic for me. Um, it's like, oh, like that's, like, why things are the way that they are. Does that make sense? Like, I was just like, what the fuck? And then, kind of, like, later, um, a little bit ago before recording this, I was kind of thinking about that, too, in specifically terms, or in terms, in relation to dating, um, and how, like, bro, it's just, like, when you know too much, <laughs> dating men can just be so hard. Not, I don't want to say hard, but just, like, Ugh, because it's like I know the red flags bro like I know like and just like dating as a whole and how you know it's like how you even like someone and then, then I saw this TikTok that was like oh like a, a pro of like not drinking is that dating you know you know more if you have like a natural connection with someone and then I was like bro it's like so hard to know if you have a connection with someone because you could have a great first date and then like then they, sh- they show their true colors or like them and not in like a jaded way or like, oh yeah, like, like I'm not like feeling emotional over this right now, but it was more so just like observing like, and then almost like the appreciation, at least I was like thinking about it in an appreciative way of just being grateful for like the real friends that I have in my life and like strong, solid relationships can be so hard to come by and like, even if they're not necessarily hard to come by, I feel like it just always takes time to have really strong relationships and to really like build a relationship with someone, like a friendship, any kind of relationship. Um, Like you really have to go through shit together. And then I heard this thing, just remembering every fact I've learned in the past week. Um, What was it? Like the relationship kind of marks or like, yeah, time... Like, in a relationship timeline, the two major marks to look for are, like, after three months and then after two years. Um, And this was more so about dating and romantic relationships. But I feel like I could low-key apply to friendships, too. Um, Because after three months, it's like you are starting to get a little more comfortable. And, you know, you're kind of starting to let your guard down. So your little quirks might come out more. And you could either really start to annoy each other or... Not so if you get past that, then at two years, it's like either you're gonna get past that. I, th- I think they even said, like, if you get past two years, you have so much a higher percentage of like staying together for a long time. Um, but at two years, it's like one person's either gonna freak out and start thinking, like, is this really what I want? Like, do I really want to be locked into this? Like, oh my god, um, 
either one or both people are going to start thinking like that again or not and you're going to get past that and move on so I was like that's like so interesting because low-key with friendships too like you know you're like oh my god like you're obsessed with each other at first you're like oh my god this is my new bestie but then like time goes on either you start to like annoy each other or just like their true colors show up pop out something shifts um yeah, I feel like the the two-year thing, I don't know how that would be applied to friendships as much, but I guess just that sense of, like, time. Like, people change, and, like, you either change with each other or apart from each other. Um, yeah, and also I just feel like it's so normal to lose friends and change friends and, yeah, especially in your 20s because everyone's changing so much and... Maybe not even like, oh, I have beef with someone, but just like in a, you know, you have to move because of a job or like you just move because you want to move or someone, you know, has a baby, someone gets into a relationship and, you know, your lives are just always changing. So it's like, it can be hard. Like adult friendships can be, it's like something I feel like you have to actively work on, you know, like you have to like make the effort because when you're a kid and you're going to school, like you're seeing your friends all the time. Um... Or it's like, you know, you want to get out of the house away from your parents. So it's like, let's hang out. But as an adult, like, bitches got to work. Bitches got to, like, sustain their lives, their lifestyles. <laughs> and then, like, to make time. So that's, again, like, when you find someone that's, like, on the same page with you and willing to put in that effort. It's just, like, friendships are, can just be so important. And it's Valentine's Day, actually, the day I'm recording this. So I asked you guys on Instagram, like, what's the tea? Valentine's Day edition. And someone was like... I feel like I will never experience love. And I was like, oh my God, bro. Like, I know we've like all felt like that before. But, and this was kind of one of the major themes or takeaways, at least I took away from All About Love by Bell Hooks is I feel like, especially towards women, you know, romantic love is prioritized as like the the highest form of love, the most important form of love. And I know I talked about it while I was reading it a couple episodes ago, but so often because this is so ingrained into us, like romantic love over everything, you know, I'm sure we've all had a friend who they get a boyfriend and they completely stop hanging out with you until they break up and they need you. And it's like, oh my God. Um, but so often we'll accept like horrible treatment from our romantic partners because we feel like we have this duty of like, we need to put up with it because I don't want to be without this or like, I need to make this work, you know? Because, like, oh my god, like, do I not want my relationship to work? Do I not want my marriage to work? Like, I need to put in the work. But it's like, would you accept, expect, accept? <laughs> would you accept that treatment from a friend? Probably not. So it's like, why are we accepting it from our literal partner? Um, anyway, a lot of thoughts. I still feel, like, not hungover, but kind of just, like, exhausted from the weekend. Um, super fun, though. Amazing. But it just needs exhausted bitch but at least I don't have to fucking go to the dentist this week (laughs) anyway I will link everything down below I would love to hear your guys' thoughts um, on any of these topics I feel like there was kind of a variety today from Pisces season to white veganism Um, but yeah and let me know like what topics you would want me to further discuss or just talk about period in upcoming episodes because I love hearing your guys' suggestions. And yeah, thank you guys so much for just like rocking with me 
for talking in the discord for commenting on my shit replying to my stories there goes the fucking camera all of that like it really means so much and i just feel very appreciative for the community that we've built you know especially i mean i know some of you have been watching since the old days and i fucking appreciate you but i just feel like especially over the past year maybe um i feel like my community has just really like not changed, but just almost shape. It's like, it has more shape now. You know, like the community got a BBL actually. <laughs> like it's just, the vibes are very specific and I just love it. Um, and it's exciting to feel that like growth. And also it's just like, I, it's just a good feeling, bro, to like be, to feel like you are seen for who you really are, you know? Um, because like in life period, but especially when you're putting yourself out there on a public platform, um, it can be scary, you know? Even though this is something I've done, like, almost my whole life. It's, like, still kind of, like, bro, I'm scared. I'm shy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just, I like that I can be funny with you guys. I like that I can, like, be a baddie. Y'all will hype me up. I can be a dumb, ugly bitch. Y'all will, like, relate with me sometimes. <laughs> Not calling you a dumb, ugly bitch, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't mean that in like a self-deprecating way. I just mean that like, you know, like sometimes you just feel like dumb. <laughs> if you know, you know, like if you're not relating, like I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, like y'all just really, I just like with y'all so much. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, again, I know Valentine's Day already passed the day that this is going up, but it's Valentine's Day the day I'm recording this and I love y'all and I'm grateful for y'all. It's not Thanksgiving, bitch, but I'm thankful for you. So thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tweet me or IG story tag me a screenshot or an aesthetic of you listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. Love you guys.